Hello, welcome back to Ready to Redo, where each week we're mixing mediocre humor with redoing education. Now let's talk about punishment and why it just doesn't work. I talk about blue slips, which triggered me, so chances are it'll trigger you too, as well as just personal stories of mine and how there are plenty of other useful and effective alternatives to punishment. So let's just jump straight into it. Hey guys, so if you are new here, nice to meet you. I'm Jo Yang, and today I am discussing a very interesting topic about punishment, and punishment specifically in the classroom, so if you're into other forms of punishment, then peace be with you. (laughs) Recently, I came across a diary that I wrote in 2010, so when I was in year 7, and there was an entry where I wrote down so-and-so, so two students, got blue slips in class. And I just, I had like this torpedo moment, you know, when you just flash back and I'm thinking, what, what is a blue slip and why is it, why is it triggering me? And then I realized in class, when some student was misbehaving in class, disobeying, disobeying, disobeying the teacher or just mucking around, oftentimes they would get a blue slip, which is essentially, I think, detention. I mean, I was so goody two-shoes and so avoidant of that stuff that I never got one. Not a flex. Or maybe just a little bit. But then, you know, reflecting back, I'm thinking, was that stuff even useful? Did it actually work? And then the whole idea of punishment and, and the topic of does punishment work? And no, no, spoiler alert, it doesn't. I mean, maybe short term it does, like the student realizes that they've done something wrong, though maybe they viscerally don't understand. So yeah, short term you get them to behave or whatever it is, but long term it just doesn't. It it does a 360 and then it goes back to the same problem. And also with this topic of punishment, I'm actually in the process of writing an ebook, sort of ripping into education. So compiling things I've written with images and all of that. And I will have more details later on. So if someone's misbehaving, they get a blue slip. And I do understand the idea of it, that the students need to know when their behavior is tolerated or not tolerated. And if they're actually being like an absolute asshole to someone, like you've got to stand up, be like, that's not okay. But oftentimes the reasons why they are misbehaving in the first place, either, you know, there's something going wrong in their personal life and this is their way of expressing that in someone pisses you off even just a little bit, you may start to express that in a more visceral way. Or, you know, they just might feel lonely, they want attention, and if people are giving them attention by laughing, then they will do it more, and essentially that's seen as mucking around. Or they might just be mucking around because they don't find the work enjoyable, that they are disengaged because they either think it's too difficult, or they think it's too easy, or they're just not into it. Like, if I have to learn about clouds and I'm into Thor. <laughs> Wait, I don't... I, I don't know. I just come up with weird examples when I improv. <laughs> so if you are into Cloud... No, if you're into Thor and you're learning about... Reading comprehension about clouds, 
you're probably not going to be engaged unless if the reading comprehension is about Thor. So going back to the idea of if something's bothering you and you want to vent it out some way, you know, that, that happens to us as well, like right now. So we say some things that we don't mean, we get into a fight with someone at home, like mum, and you, you know, you get angry and then you say to her, like, I don't even like your cooking, it's disgusting, which <laughs> would actually never happen in my family because mum cooks damn good food. I love you, mum. Please don't disown me. Thank you. But just that idea, and then you go to class and then someone talks about, like, they talk about how their beef jerky was, like, disgusting, and then you're like, and then you get angry. This is a bad example. I'm not good at giving examples, but but the underlying idea is that you will manifest your, like, guilt or your sadness through, like, anger or mucking around or disrupting the class. So a recent story I have actually is I was helping my neighbor's children with their work and one's aged around 10 and the other one's aged six. Got that wrong. Said she was five before. She corrected me and said she was six. So I was helping the youngest. So I was helping the six-year-old and the 10-year-old tends to act out. So he was starting to disrupt her and, you know, just make a fuss and the easiest or the most obvious thing would be, okay, he's disrupting, tell him to go away and do his own work. That's the typical approach. But I, because I knew him for a while, I knew that he only acted out when he wanted attention. So I actually said something really interesting, quite proud of it. I said to him, just because I am focusing on your sister right now and not giving you attention doesn't mean that I don't care about you. Obama. And that's not the conventional discipline or like punishment because I could have punished him, been like, just focus on your work and don't disrupt us. Instead, he got that and he just stopped disrupting. He went and did his own work. And yet yeah, it was so effective, so effectively useful and he realized that so he didn't try it again so it comes back to the blue slips like the the sit outside you're disrupting the class uh or sit down do your work all of these things i believe act as band-aids so they're not actually tackling the underlying problem where you know the injury will just flare up again the next week and and then you have this like crusty band-aid that you know <laughs> I just imagine like the band-aid when it scrunches up in the pool. Blech. Anyway, uh, uh I lost track of thought. Um So yeah, I just had a moment there. I, I just couldn't unsee the shriveled band-aid that you know that clings onto your foot with just one plaster and actually why why is there only one end that sticks like glue and then the other ones it's gone by like the second day you put it on what's the point of a band-aid because it's just hanging off and you've got your injury exposed there's so many questions but I'm, I'm getting distracted okay back to it a crusty band-aid yep so injury it exceeds the use of a band-aid and that's not to say though that band-aids aren't useful band-aids are useful if the thing that is a problem only requires a band-aid. So for example, sometimes if someone's mucking around, 
all you need to do is just say you need to respect your peers and shut up, but in a nice way. So band-aid for the type of injury. But often we're not tackling the underlying problems. Like my neighbor, he wanted validation because he wanted to be seen. So if I had told him that to just sit down and do his work, I'm not, I'm just doing a band-aid approach. I'm not actually helping the underlying foundational problem. So chances are, you know, in class, you send someone out for disrupting, for making a scene, when the reason why they did that was to get attention and to be seen. So by isolating them from the class even more, it just exaggerates or emphasizes the problem instead of fixing it. Of course, though, it is really difficult for teachers. I am speaking from a student's point of view, though... Fun fact, I am going to start a Masters of Teaching next year with TFA. Uh, But anyway, so it helps short term, like you are creating a peaceful class in the moment. And it is hard because I have not experienced trying to control a class of 30 or something like that. But long term, you aren't going to get effective results. Like it's just going to do, again, what I said before, a 360. So then Danica, you would have seen her in episode, it was either 9 or 10 or 10 or 11, and she was talking about this kid in a morning meeting who was just, it was something about lighter fluid and like setting his hand on fire, not that extreme, like to the point where his hand was like actually on fire, but instead of the typical, what are you doing? Stop that, that, what? And everyone making a scene. Instead, the teacher at the time just acknowledged his presence and asked, do you have anything more to add? Like, is there anything else you want to express? And the kid just said, like, nope, nah. And this is what Danica said. Handle that without conflict, without yelling, without sending him to the principal's office. But, you know, if you're teaching kids or students, who knows what their personal life is like? Maybe this was his way of crying for help or daring the teachers to kick him out. And they didn't. This was their return of unconditional love and acceptance. So going back to the idea of the blue slip, detention, all of these things in theory, yeah, it's like trying to help the students see that they've done something wrong, that their behavior wasn't tolerated. But personally, I think it only makes the student feel ashamed and feel even more isolated from the classmates who didn't get detention, and it just doesn't help. And things people would get punished for, like classic being late to class. So, okay, personal story in year six, I had a consistent streak of being late to class, and the reason was I would get absorbed. I I used to read Morris Gleitzman or Morris Gleitzman. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. He had really, really engaging books. I would get swept up in them in the morning, forget to tell my mum, because also mum's like the hardcore <laughs> like parent, like, you tell me when you are ready, because I am not going to chase you around. So she was just waiting for me to say, like, I am ready to go to school. I never did, because I was reading this book. And yeah, I would, I would come late, come late to class, and my teacher noticed over time, and one day... She just called me out in front of the class. She's like, so why are you, why are you always late? You know it's not okay to be late. And 
I felt so much shame, especially because I had so many eyes on me. And it, it really just did nothing but made me feel like shit. Whereas the teacher could have pulled me aside at the break or like before or after, no, not before because I was late, <laughs> after school and been like, you know, I, I've noticed that you've been late for a few days or a week. I don't know how long it was. Is there something wrong? Like, is there something that I should be aware of to help you out? And if she had done that, she probably would have found out that I was reading. That's the reason why I was late. That's educational. Like, I was reading, enjoying myself, and a solution which didn't include judgment could have been made. And this comes down to a really important concept, which is judgment versus curiosity. So if we're more curious about why someone is doing the thing that they are doing, it actually it cuts to the foundational like reason more quickly than instead just judging face value and punishing what you see. So I was talking to a friend about this and she was like, yeah, I got detentions because I was consistently late. And that didn't change her habit of being late. It just, it, she just kept getting detentions. And again, this, this idea, like they're trying to teach you that, you know, it's not okay to be late. What if you have an important job interview in the future and you are late, then you've just totally missed out on it. And so the intentions are there. Like I remember in, I think my chemistry teacher in high school, cannot remember, but you know, some teachers would close their door on time and not let you enter the class and make you wait outside to sh essentially, like, teach you a lesson to say that being late is not okay. And so you had these students who were, like, a minute late even, <laughs> like a minute. They would wait outside, miss what the teacher was teaching us, and then after a while the teacher would open the door, the students would make their like public walk of shame to their desk and start learning. And my friend said it best where she, the one who got detention, was like, it's as if we are unworthy of learning if we come late to class. And that really got me thinking. It's, it, they're not complimentary, like learning and being late. You, you can't punish someone if they're late by not learning. Cool, so I couldn't really English there, but what I meant is they're mutually exclusive. So what you've ended up doing is you've got a student who feels ashamed that they were late, who has also learnt nothing from the first part of the class. And what could end up happening is that if a student is only one minute late and they've realised, you know, like you've missed the first part of the class, even though it's even if it's like five minutes, they might even start just ditching or coming later to class because they're like, well, if, even if I'm two minutes late because I tried running here and I missed my tram or something and I get punished for this, then there's less of an incentive for them to come on time anyway. So instead of the teacher's wish of them coming earlier to class, they might even come later to class. And yeah, you, you don't know what the student's gone through. Maybe they just had an argument with their family member in the morning and got, lost track of time, or they were reading a book, lost track of time, anything, and you punish them with this. And I, I mean, what does it help them do? So the thing is, teachers do have good intentions. They're, they're not trying to sabotage us. Had to think about that one, but nah, teachers are the best, but the rules in which they have to work are just so constricted that that this stuff just happens. 
if you're late to a job interview, it's going to be really bad because you missed out. But the severity of a job interview versus class, I mean, like, students won't get that visceral visceral emotion attached to this because missing the first part of class is not that important to them compared to missing out on something like a job. So what I'm trying to say is that there are other ways of still disciplining them and getting them to know that it's not right instead of just making them miss out on the first part of class. So for example, say if at the very first like second of your class on time, is a really fun experiment. Like, super fun. You learn about, I don't know, dead bodies and... I don't know. Uh, I just watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine yesterday and um, it had the the episode where... Who is it? Santiago and... Oh my god, I'm blanking! Santiago and Diaz showed the students the dead bodies. (laughs) Like, that's where I got it from. Who wants to see a picture of a dead body? And say if that lasted only for five minutes at the start of class, and then you are late, you come into class and everyone is talking about the dead bodies they saw. What are you going to feel? You're going to feel FOMO and like angry and upset at yourself that you were late. No one is punishing you, right? Like you're allowed to come into class, just like duck in at any time. But the punishment is that you are upset with yourself. No one else has to be upset at you. Now you have an emotional connection. It's visceral. You won't make the same mistake next time because you want to see that cool experiment. I don't know why I'm linking experiment with dead bodies because I don't... Oh, cadaver. Like, say if you had a cadaver for five minutes in the morning. You don't want to miss it. So that's just an example of how we can, you know, treat students more just like people who make mistakes and not to punish, punish them to teach them a lesson. And I basically just want to end with the fact that we need to be more empathetic towards students to understand that they are just like us, that we have, you know, we make a lot of mistakes and we have many flaws and we sometimes do things that we don't mean or don't really explain what we're feeling inside. So trying to dig deeper to the foundational reasons why someone is disrupting the way that they are to realize that punishment in itself is not a long-term solution, and to view things with curiosity and just trying to ask yourself why. Like, hmm, why is the person doing what they are doing? Instead of the very easy alternative, which is to judge them and just punish their behavior. This really extends, like, while I'm saying this, this really extends to a lot of things beyond education, like, you know, crime and uh, prison and, you, you know, I won't go into that. But yeah, essentially just treating people like humans, treating them with respect. So that is all. That's all I wanted to rant about today. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. Um, I had just, if you hear like jolts in my speech during this, it's because I had like 10 thoughts and I wanted to say them all. So yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for staying till the end. So if you have any feedback or even some new topics that you want me to cover or just anything, please email it's jjyang at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and yeah, see you next week. Music